Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson. Hello, and welcome to the Stein Seedcast. I'm your host, David Thompson, National Marketing Sales Director for Stein Seed Company. We've got another great episode lined up with special guests, expert insights, and discussion on everything you need to know about maximizing yield potential. On today's episode, our special guest is Ignacio Rosasco, General Manager of Stein Argentina. Welcome to the show, Ignacio. Welcome, and thank you very much, my, uh, David. So, in 2018, Ignacio joined the Stein team as the General Manager of Stein Argentina. In his role, he oversees the sales of our corn and soybean products in the country and helps spread the word of our Stein has yield promise to growers throughout the region. Today, we're going to learn about Ignacio's background in agriculture, the different agronomic practices taking place in South America, and our sales growth since our introduction to the South American market. So let's get started. Well, Ignacio, really, really glad to have you on the podcast. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Rodney Penico come on the Seedcast, and he talked about our long history of research in the South American region. And now we're going to get an opportunity to talk to you a little bit about Stein brand and the presence in South America. So we're looking forward to that. But before we get started with that, I wonder if you just give our listeners a little bit of background. So where you came from and where you live. Okay. Well, David, again, thank you for this invite. And uh, in my career, I'm an agronomist engineer. I graduated in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Then I have a master's degree in negotiation. And uh, all my life working seed. Okay. On the beginning of my career, I work in, in family company, that is Cargill. I worked in Cargill during 13 years, activities, production, commercialization, research. And after that, we moved to GDM, Don Mario. I worked in Don Mario 19 years be involved in the relation between Don Mario and Stein that give me the possibility to meet Harry and Harry families and the business locally. And after that, as you mentioned, in 18, in 2018, I started working and opened a company in South America related with Harry. Great. So yeah, the point being, you've had a long history, like you said, your whole career in the seed business, and in particular working with typically privately held companies. You mentioned Cargill in there early on, and then eventually moving on to Don Mario. Don Mario is an organization that that a lot of us in the seed business wondered if you talk a little bit about their presence in South America and how they fit in in that region. Yes, Don Mario is a company that grows on the back of Stein, at that time, it was a very small company, family company too, and uh, they have the focus that we have here at Stein in, in seed. So they started a relation under counter-season activities that at that time, so Don Mario gave the counter-season service to Stein, and that gave the possibility to the company to start related with Stein and copy some system in research, and began the possibility in South America region, in Brazil, obviously, is the most important country. And he started to develop soybean and growth in that market and give a strong position at that moment and up to now in research and marketing in soybean activities. Sure. So during those days, Stein was working collaboratively with GDM, Don Mario, for our off-season production. 
And meanwhile, GTM was doing work for the South American market. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, okay, so coming from that, then you obviously fostered a relationship with Harry and got to know the Stein brand fairly well. Tell us a little bit about the progression to the point where, you know, the decision was made that, hey, we, we should think about launching Stein brand uh, as a retail brand in South America. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, okay. It was funny because in 1917, I was uh, an Asta Congress Harry invited me to open the company in South America. That was in 2017. So at that time, we decided to start to create a company in the region. We That year, we used to open all the and create all the that is necessary to launch the company in 2018. So we produced some corn in Argentina in the beginning. And in January the 1st, in 2018, we decided to launch our commercial corn Stein brand in Argentina. At the same time, in 2019, we opened the company in Brazil. In 2020, we opened Stein brand in Uruguay. And in 2022, we opened Stein brand in Paraguay. So up to now, we have the Stein brand in four countries in South America, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay and Paraguay. In three countries, our commercialization is in the two crops, corn and soybean. Just in Paraguay, only corn, because the Enlist and Conquista technology is not allowed in Paraguay at this moment. So that is the only reason we are not selling soybean in that country. But in the other three, in the other three countries, we have a good penetration in the beginning. It's obviously, we have only five years or six years or seven years in the market. And to create a new position and to create a brand, as you know, it's very hard and tough to do that. Well, and I guess for me, that's kind of fun to hear these stories because, of course, I've been here a long time, since 1998, but the brand existed a long time before me. And so it's fun to watch your folks take in and build this brand from nothing into into a brand new market. It's so, so exciting to hear your stories and talk about the true launch of Stein because most of us around here weren't around to see that here in this part of the world. You're right, but one advantage that we had there. During before we opened the company in the region, every year many f- producer or people in, come to Stein and visit Stein operation in the U.S. and they know the brand. So the, in the region they have many interesting to what what is Stein and why Stein is not in South America. So when we went there and we launched the brand, the really the people are more interesting in our. Brand Stein, and when you will want to have a very good products and want to want to compete in the market, so in my opinion, the the benefits for the the brand is the is the farmer because the farmer right now they have a, another option, just not only the traditional families or the traditional multi com, multinational companies, they have a new a new brand with a different style and different relationship with them. So I think it was a very successful future for Stein. And uh, so you kind of led into another question that I was going to have is, like you said, the Stein brand being relatively new to the market. My question was going to be, but was the Stein name known much in the region or is it really about, you know, just start, starting from zero? You kind of kind of sounds like growers were at least aware of the Stein name. 
Yeah, you are right. On the beginning, I asked that question to Harry. We have two possibilities to begin in the market. One is to bought some company, and the other one is to create a new company, start to serve you from zero to growing up. And Harry told me, Nacho, I would like to, on the beginning, to growth. So we want to uh, maintain the focus in our business. And uh, he told me our mission is to have a good product and establish yield. So uh, that is our it's easy to, to set, but it's not easy to, to obtain because we demand too much time in research, in evaluation, and all the, the STEM model that you have in the U.S. is exactly what we use in South America. So recapping, you said, okay, so we, you have operations in uh, Argentina and Brazil and Uruguay and Paraguay. Paraguay. You mentioned Paraguay not being eligible for enlistee three, and that and that prompts me to another question or another comment. So we have a product, or or there's a product sold that's important to your area, being Conquesta, right? Yes. Uh, that is not a product that's common to us in the North American market. So I wonder if you just kind of give everybody an idea of what Enlist E three Conquesta represents for the market that you serve. Yes, E three Conquista is a trade that they have a lince protection is very important in the Brazilian market and in Argentina North market. It's a event that we launched three years ago. So the penetration, we are on the beginning, but uh, we expect to have a very high percent of that. So up to now, I think that we are around in in Argentina around five to 10% and in Brazil around 5%, but we expect to grow in the next season, around 15% in Brazil and 20% in Argentina. So the penetration will be very high. Obviously, that is a product that demand, so we might need to be with a good genetics on the back, and we think that we are in that project. Yeah, and, and so I guess, again, for our listeners here in the North American market, probably the parallel would be much like in corn here, yes. where you can have corn that is just you know conventional or you can have it with insect traits in it. Conquista would be an insect trait in, in the soybean itself, which yes. uh, is designed to protect that plant from the various pests that you have. And what would be the main pests that you're trying to tackle there with Conquista? No, we try to control all the lepidops. Lepidopter. Lepidopter yep. yep. insect. In. So that is the most important critical okay. in the region. Okay. Well, like I said, that's something that's not very common here, but I, but, but I know it's, a big, it's going to be a big thing for the market that you're in. So you talked about starting this brand, you know, starting it from scratch, but having, I guess, the benefit of at least the name recognition of Stein. Wondered if you could talk a little bit about, I'm sure there were challenges in getting started in the market, and at the same time, probably some great opportunities. Wonder if you talk a little bit about the ups and downs of, of launching a brand like Stein in South America. Okay, yes. Thank you for the question. I think that the, our position, we need to split for countries, so in Argentina, we have the possibility to launch the companies in the, the, and in the corn business, the possibility to segregate, segregate the hybrid according to maturity. In Argentina, the, in general, all the corn is around 120 days, maturity days. So uh, we decide to launch a new, new style of hybrid that we call short, not in, in tall, if short in, this, in the period. So... It's around 114 to 118 maturity days. So we, we, we propose to the farmer to late planting, more established product, and the yield will be a little low because 
you planting late in the window that you have the period for corn, but you have less investment, but very established yield. And the farmer accept that because, as you know, in Argentina, in the last three years, we have a very important drought period, and that affects the yield. And the farmers start looking at a very short uh, maturity season corn, and they give us a possibility to grow it in the market. So uh, up to now, we continue growth in the corn uh, business in Argentina. will be around 200,000 units up to now. So for us, it's a very important and good number. And we compete with this uh, group of hybrid with uh, very important companies. Then we have another positioning in the, in the corn that we call early, early planting. So they are very, very, that is more American genetics. Okay. That's the 9734, here for the U.S., and we export to Argentina, so that gives the possibility to use some U.S. genetics in Argentinian corn. So that gives us a position in corn and the possibility to offer to the farmer a different uh, genetics, different planting time. Sure. So, yeah, and, and that makes sense. So you're with the earlier maturing lineup, you're saying, hey, we know we're going to have this sort of droughty period. And so if you adjust your planting, plant a much earlier hybrid plant later in the season, maybe you're going to beat the heat or kind of avoid that particular production issue. And that meets the need for those growers in that area. And then you can use fuller season hybrids where you know you've got the ability to let that fully mature. You mentioned something there I want to touch on. You talked about some of the products that we sell here, you also sell in South America. And so then by nature, I assume then you have genetics that are primarily for your market that we don't necessarily see here. Yes, you are right. That happens not only in corn, in soybean, Argentina is very healthy with the already they have the possibility to use the same US genetics. So these they that give us an acceleration in the position of the new soybean varieties. In Brazil it's hundred percent different because that in Brazil we need to create the unique soybean varieties. So we need to cross and we need to select for maturities around seven to nine maturity groups. So we have to to work very hard and in the selection, in the crossing activities in Brazil, as you know, that Brazil is a very difficult country to get in or get out seed. So we must need to have a production intern or encounter season internal Brazil. So at this time, we have our research location in Mato Grosso State. The name of the city is Luca do Rio Verde. Now we have there the greenhouse and we cross 100% of our soybean in that location. Then we move it the seed to another state in Brazil that the name is Tocantins, that's where we have our first generation. After that, we move the seed to the south of Brazil, so we have our second generation, and then we go again to look at Mato Grosso State. So in one year, we have three generations, the same that we have in Argentina between U.S. or Guyana. So in Argentina, we use U.S., and in Brazil, we might need to move it internally the hmm. The state to grow the three generation per year to try to accelerate the market access for the maturity. But it sounds like depending on the environment and the situation, you have different production systems and different ways you have to address. Sounds like Brazil's kind of a whole different animal compared to, to yeah. Argentina, for example. The other thing I'd mention here, I guess, is I think it's interesting that you can use some material that's produced in the U.S. One of the things I think was that was exciting for us up here in the North American market is uh, last year represented the first time that our team was able to sell an Enlist E3 soybean that began its life 
in your South American breeding program. So there's kind of a nice connection between yes. between the programs where certainly breeding in both markets can prove dividends for the other for the other market and so that's kind of exciting. Yes, hey, that that you mentioned David is very important because staying soybean genetic is the most important program in the world. And to be part of that program for us is very very important and I think that it's a win-win because we continue adding some genetics unique in that program and we see that we want to give a a potential growing in the research and a potential growing in the yield, just not for Argentina or South America, just for North American too. So that is very important just for the Stein brand. Mm. So Ignacio, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, you know, here in our North American market, Stein has what I describe as a blended approach to the market. So we have really great dealerships that we work with collaboratively to sell seed to farmers. And then in areas where we don't have good representation, we do have a mechanism to be able to sell direct to the farmer. Can you talk a little bit about the go-to-market approach in South America, and is that similar or is it different? I think that it's, it's different in our brand. Okay. And I think it's good, David, if you give me a position to talk about by country, because it's different the situation by country. Sure. So in Argentina, the, the relation between the farmer and the brand and dependent crops in soybean, we use that we call multiplier. The multiplier is similar than you use in the U.S. that the facility companies that they have some UBS for processing and all of that. Okay. But in general, in Argentina, we create the multiplier. So we look a farmer that they have the land and they have the possibility to process in soybean and they like to be in the market with the with the soybean. So they introduce in business activities. And this uh, farmer or this multiplier, they bought it to us a breeder seed or the basic seed. They increase the soybean variety and they sold the soybean in the market. So this is the relation between the soybean and the farmer. So we, we, we sell it to the, the multiplier, the seed, they increase and they go to directly to the farmer. That is in the soybean activities. Okay. In the corn activity, in general, we use directly sales to the farming. So we have our commercial team, and they go and visit after yield try evaluation and head-to-head and timing. But our most important access in soybean, in corn, is direct, is direct sales. So we don't use any reps, nothing. Okay, okay. In Brazil... In soybean, we use the same with the multiplier. The difference in Brazil, that multiplier, there are companies. These people try to push his own brand. So they have the farmer, the farming, they have the facilities, and they're a commercial company. So they they pushing up his own brand. So they try to sell Stein plus his brand in the bags or in the, in the, in the communication. And in the corn, we use uh, the same dependent state. In Mato Grosso, the most important sale is direct, direct sales to the farming. And outside Mato Grosso, we use some commercial companies or commercial nets. But in general, it's more one-to-one. 
Okay. Well, that's interesting because when you talk about multipliers, so I think that's a little bit of a difference between the North American market. You know, in our world, we would have, you know, seed conditioning plants or seed production facilities. And certainly some of those go on to sell seed out of their own production. But what you're describing is is, is certainly a, a, a little different than what we're used yes. to, but it's very interesting. So in that case, the seed production facility also has a sales team and goes out and sells to growers. So Yes, and one point that I add in in Brazil, I think it will be similar than here. The the soybean business is in is by seed in the bags. In Argentina, the bags is per kilograms. It's not for we don't size the soybean seed. In Brazil, yes, we size it the same than the U.S. So you have different weights and measures depending on the country. Yep. Okay. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, we had Rodney Penico come on. We talked about some of the operations that we have down there. And I guess I wondered, you know, how how does your team interact with Stein and the various research operations that are happening there? How, how does that kind of fit together? I think that uh, the connection was great, and that gave the possibility to Stein U.S. to continue growing in the market. For us, it's very important, that activity. That is one of the reasons that I decided to, one of my son, Manuel, is in charge of that activities. And Manuel have a good relation with all the U.S. team, with Rodney, Justin, Chuck, and all the U.S. team, and which is a proposal to try to increase or accelerate the soybean business and the soybean research in the country, in Argentina, to come back to the U.S. But for us, it's very important because at the same time that we are accelerating the process for the U.S., gave us the possibility to select and see some uh, unique variety that maybe we want to have the possibility to use in the future in Argentina market. So that they give us a possibility to continue working and be related with the U.S. team and uh, give us a possibility to grow in the market too. So I was thinking, Ignacio, you know, when we think about launching that brand down there, one of the things here in North America, of course, there's a long reputation with Stein brand and an affiliation, predominantly with the soybean side of the business. You know, anywhere you go, pretty much in North America, people know the Stein name is synonymous with great soybeans. Uh, and I know you said there's there was already an awareness of Stein down there, but as you've launched the brand just recently, is there a larger awareness of the soybean business, or has the brand arrived as a true corn and soybean combo, or what does that look like? Well, it's a it's a very good question and very not easy to answer because <laughs> really the most important farmers are the most important influencer know Stein, but. They must need to try and they must need to confirm what Stein said is true and is adapted for that condition. So the farmer trust in the name that give to us a very important possibility, but we must need to confirm that really Stein has yield. So they must need to evaluate, they must need to respect time to time to be a, an option for that for planting. No. I guess no matter where you are in the world for farmers, seeing is believing, right? Yes. <laughs> so wondering a little bit of update, I guess, you know, you're obviously here visiting with us here in Iowa, but back home in South America, just generally speaking, crop conditions, weather, you know, how, how's the season progressing at this point? Well, the same. Sorry for that. I want to open in the different countries. Yep. This year in in the region, in Argentina region, the year was very good. So after the 2023, we have a very important draw in Argentina, and we we have a very 
bad reason. This season was great, so we expect to have a very good yield in corn and soybean, and that good conditioning growing or it was positive, positive too for the counter season from Stein. So we want to receive it in the U.S., a very good quantity of seed. So the, condi- the condition in Argentina was so good, that was important. In Brazil, on the beginning of the planting time, we have very important draw. So the farmer delay the soybean planting. Just to know, in Brazil, they start planting the soybean in September. And after the, that soybean, they plant in the safrinha corn that start planting in January. So uh, if they delayed the soybean planting, they have the risky in the corn because they postponed the corn planting. And after April, they do not have a, a rainies. So the critical period for the corn maybe was in, during the dry season, mm. and that affect the yield. Sure. So that uh, beginning in Brazil was a period without raining, impact in the corn planting around 7% in the total area in reduction. So that is very important because will be around 2.1 million hectares the cancer to planting corn and move it to cotton or late soybean. That, that, that is the most important crop for the farmer in Mato Grosso or in the north of Brazil. South of Brazil, they have a very good rainy, but just very similar than Argentina. So they have one crop per year. So they're planting or corn or soybean. I do not have the chance to the two crops that they have in the north of the Brazil. So in general, what I said is Argentina, good weather, good result and good possibility in the yield this season. Brazil, late start of the irrigation, but by the end, they want to have a good, uh, good season too. And in terms of overall latitude, I guess, Ignacio, as I think about it, probably the market you serve covers a wider range of latitude than, than even we do in North America, going from the southern tip of Canada down into Texas. Would, would that be fair to say? Yes, yeah. exactly that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously you're going to have a lot of weather in a lot of different conditions, yes. just like we do here. Some, some places good, some not so good. Well, so... Ignacio, as we start to wrap things up here, I guess my closing question to you would be just thinking about you know where you've come from and thinking about where you expect or where you want to see Stein brand, let's say five years from now or ten years from now. What do you what do you envision there? My vision is that Stein will be a magnificent growth. That is the future for me from the Stein brand in the region. Now that's a great vision to have. Yeah, I think that the no that's. Stein is the most important point to maintain the focus in seed. We need to continue the relation with the farmer. That gives us the possibility to be in the correct way. Uh, we don't need to innovate in that, re- in that way. So the, the relation, the focus on seed, and the evaluation is the most important key for, uh, for us to grow in the market, to be sure that the information that we gave to the farmers is the correct and after that, we use all the technician or all the new system they have in communication or assistant the person, but the result, focus on seed and relationship is, a, for me, the key from continued growth in the Stein company. Very good. Awesome. Well, Ignacio, again, appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. You know, I know... Appreciate the work that you and your team do every day to help grow the brand, you know, globally, and especially in your part of the world there in South America. So we certainly appreciate your time being here today, and thanks for thanks for the conversation. Thank you, David. 
I don't know if correct or not, but sorry for my English. I prefer to be better than that I spoke, but that I have that level. So my idea is to try to communicate why Stein is a good known name in South America. It's a good brand. That's all. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you your English is better than my Spanish. So <laughs> appreciate appreciate you doing this in English. Well, that's our time for today. I'd like to thank our guests and our listeners for joining us for another episode of the Stein Seedcast. We'll be back again soon with more expert interviews and insights about all things Stein. And to never miss an episode, subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com. Stein has yield.